Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hi there. Oh, I'm so excited you've turned into the Transformation for Success show today. Boy, do we have a show for you. I want to give a big shout out to my local, national, and international listeners. I'm so pleased each week that you're downloading and tuning into the shows. So today, I have in my studio a guest, Mr. Antonio York. Uh, Antonio is founder and managing partner of York Integrated Financial Solutions Tax and Accounting Services. Now, Mr. York has appeared on the Transformation for Success show before, and I asked him back this year since he is the expert that we want to talk to, and this is April, our well, what we call our Financial Wellness Month. And I am so excited to have him on the show. You know, for those of you who are in the United States, we all, many of us, paid yesterday our taxes for the 2018 year. April 15th was a deadline. Now, people either filed or they <laughs> filed their taxes or they filed for an extension. So let me just share a little bit about my guest today. And we're going to be talking about how you can absolutely maybe get some little tax tips, some little saving tips, and particularly for you entrepreneurs and business leaders out there. Antonio is a licensed certified public accountant. He's an IRS enrolled agent and a certified internal auditor. His company has been operating since 2009, providing tax accounting, consulting, and advisory services to individuals and to businesses, both domestically and in the past to U.S. expatriates overseas. So today, Antonio specializes in working with small businesses to help them tighten their leaks, save on taxes, and provide financial guidance and CFO services. You know, it's so interesting that all of us have to pay, everybody in the world has to pay taxes, and it's so true. But if you have questions today, you can call in live at 1-888-346-9141 if you have questions of Antonio. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Now, to my guest for the day. Hello, Antonio. How are you? I'm, I'm excited great. to be I'm- here. I'm so glad to have you back again on the show. You know, I just didn't really share a lot about you, but, you know, I want to let the listeners know that uh, I know that you were born in New Orleans <laughs> and, <laughs> and you and quickly moved I, I to... I didn't spend a lot of time there, but I was born there. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you quickly moved to Australia when you were a baby uh, and then to the Netherlands. Uh, and you I sort did. of moved, you mm-hmm. know, I call you my international uh, friend, because you move back and forth between Florida and the Netherlands. So you speak Dutch and you studied French for many years before and after college. So the reason why I say that is because you sort of have this, what I call, bi-international identity, <laughs> Antonio. Oh, <right. laughs> and so I'm just thrilled to have you on, on the show. You've done a lot of work. Um, one of the things I thought it was interesting, and I would just sort of ask you really quickly... 
When did you find out that you had a calling for what I call a calling for accounting and, uh, you know, and numbers? Because that truly, to me, has to be a calling because most people, you know, don't like numbers and all this. So how did you find out that you had a calling for that particular area? That is a very good question uh, (laughs) because, generally speaking, when I was younger, I was was on the frugal side. So, you know, I'd get money, you know, for making A's. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of encouraged me to get better grades. Um, and I basically, I'd take the money and save it and hold on to it. Uh, I remember having some uh, checks and my grandmother was like, you have to cash those. You know? I was like, oh, really? I can't, I can't just keep it in my drawer and, and, and save it for a rainy day. Uh, so I always had a propensity to, um, uh, to save and to, and to be uh, a little bit frugal. But once I got to college, uh, and I did uh, take economics. I really enjoyed economics in, in, in uh, secondary education in higher school. But uh, once I got to college, I realized that, uh, you know, I had a lot of peers in my mm-hmm. business program, and they were not really good at accounting. Um, and I seemed to be so much better at it than they were. And I was like, hmm, this seems to be an area where I have a competitive advantage over my peers. And so I thought to myself, maybe this is one of the areas I should go into. But my uh, aunt is a uh, is a, a certified public accountant as well. Okay. okay. And she had kind of been pushing me into that area. She, I went to the same, you know, I went to Florida A&M University. I went to the same college she went to. Okay. It was the same dean, and she studied accounting and went to the and mm-hmm. big, uh, at the time it was big eight public accounting, and now it's, you know, big four. And so it pushed me into uh, what was at the time big five public accounting. So I kind of had a, I had a push from, um, uh, from, from my aunt in that direction as well. Well, that's good. And that's good to know because, you know, uh, it isn't everybody that has, you know, this affinity for numbers and it really is good to know a little bit of your background. So thank you so much for sharing that. One of the things we're, we're talking today about finding, um, creative financial solutions for small businesses in today's tax environment. And one of the things, you know, you and I talked about that uh, in the tax environment today, it has really, really changed because we're looking at the new new tax laws that were enacted, you know, in 20, they were enacted in 2018, actually 2017, am I right? The new tax laws. Right, yeah, they... They came right at the very end of 2017, um, mm-hmm. around mid, mid-December, and so a couple of the provisions applied to the latter part of 2017, mm-hmm. but for the most part, um, uh, most of it applies to starting in, in 2018. And a lot of the impact of it, uh, I think many Americans may have felt uh, the impact of it because of it's really was the most, I think, the most sweeping um, tax changes that has happened in three decades. And that's really interesting. Um, so what I want to know it, is yeah. <laughs> 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 what in the world? I mean, I know you probably didn't have a chance to really, um, you know, help a lot of people since we really didn't know what all the impact and the changes would be. But Exactly. I want to get to some specifics about some of the companies and, and, and your work. So exactly who do you help? 
Okay. Uh, I actually specialize in helping uh, small businesses and, and generally individuals with a twist of complexity. So that can be individuals with uh, higher than average incomes or who itemize their deductions. Uh, sometimes they have multiple employers. Uh, sometimes people work for in the entertainment industry. I'm, I'm in the Los oh. Angeles area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, you know, on a show and, and then performing and they end up with, you know, five or 20 W-2s at the end of the year. Uh, and then also small entities and, and individuals who are self-employed. Okay. So, so that's really your typical client base, all of these people that come from an assortment of these industries. Uh, one of the right. things is, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Oh, no, okay. I just agreed with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know, when should somebody begin to even think about hiring a tax professional? So I, I generally kind of, um, you know, do it through a process of elimination. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, there are people out there who are like me, you know, they enjoy doing their own taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, you know, really enjoy it and are really passionate about it, then, you know, you probably should uh, should stick with that. Uh, a lot of people don't like the idea of doing their own taxes at all. Uh, so that's a huge clue that you may want to, um, you know, to think about hiring a professional uh, to do it. Uh, if you know that you're not numbers-oriented in any way or you are possibly artistic um, and, and the idea of dealing with numbers really frightens you, uh, then that's an idea uh, that maybe you should hire a tax professional. And also, if things begin to get kind of complicated or you realize that, oh, you know, things were really simple before, but now I, I have some ideas that I want to, you know, grow my, grow my business or start a new business or, you know, maybe I'm not saving enough um, for retirement uh, because, you know, I can use some tax planning strategies that can, that can also simultaneously help me save. Uh, then those are so, so, uh, a few good clues that maybe it's a great idea to hire a tax professional. I see. Well, Antonio, tell me a little bit. Um, I may be backtracking a little bit because I want to know your take on uh, this, the tax bill, and what in effect did it actually do? I mean, some of the pros and cons. I know you have studied that, and of course, have on your clients. What were some of the pros with this new tax bill and the tax cuts and the Jobs Act? Uh, what were some of the pros and what were some of the cons? So I'd like to actually bring in a a little bit of context here um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of the changes happened really quickly before tax season last year. Mm -hmm. And so as we were preparing taxes uh, for our clients, nobody knew uh, what was going on and no one really had enough time uh, to really understand the changes and to really inform, you know, our clients. uh, in the industry, we didn't have a, an opportunity to inform our clients of, of the ins and outs of the changes, yes. uh, just kind of really high level, you know, this, you know, you have these types of deductions and these types of deductions are no longer allowed. So be prepared uh, that next year it could, you know, it could impact you. Um, but the extent of the impact was really not really known until you, we got into the current year. And even the IRS was coming out with clarifications on the laws as late as, as January, right into this year's uh, tax filing season. So a lot of tax professionals had questions. A lot of, of uh, taxpayers had questions. Uh, and a lot of those questions weren't even really answered. Um, and so 
it, there was a lot of uncertainty uh, going into this uh, on, well, we know that they're disallowing these deductions, but overall, will you still save in taxes? Uh, so generally speaking, you know, what I found is that most people did, uh, did save a, a few percentage points in taxes, probably about 2 or 3% in taxes. Uh, so not necessarily, you know, huge sweeping numbers, but, um, but you know, there was a, a little bit of a savings. Uh, interestingly, uh, to add to that, um, although the rates went down, uh, for individuals and corporations, uh, they did limit or take away many of the dedu- uh, the deductions. Uh, taxes did go down uh-huh. uh, for several taxpayers, uh, but there's a twist to that because what happened in the middle of tax season last year was the IRS came out with new withholding tables. Uh, and the withholding tables, uh, as we come to find out this season, in many cases were so aggressive that it completely chewed away at the refunds that some people were expecting, um, or in many instances, people even ended up owing um, because they just you know weren't really prepared in the withholding table. It didn't withhold enough. It, it gave them a lot back in their uh, their checks. Wow. You know, and so they got and, to the end of the year, and they might have had a six thousand dollar refund last year, and this year they owe a hundred bucks, or um, you know, they might have you know gotten a three thousand dollar refund last year, and now they owe owe a thousand. Their tax still decreased, but they didn't have the withholdings to cover the tax, and so now they end up with almost no refund, or or they do end up owing a little. That's a big adjustment for people to make, you know, psychologically, <laughs> emotionally, <laughs> and materially, because, you know, many people count on their uh, tax refunds to make house repairs or take vacations or, you know, whatever. Well, with, with your experience with how the tax law changes impacted your clients, who were some of those who did well and who did not? Right. So generally speaking, I would say the real winners uh, were, uh, were people with, uh, with small businesses. Uh, but back to some of the individuals, because um, before we, we, we leave that area, uh, mm-hmm. people, I want to say people with children generally, like if their incomes remained pretty stable, I think their refunds probably remained a little more stable than a lot of uh, a lot of others um people had you know high swings like i mentioned before with their with their refunds um but a lot of people with with children because you know even though they took away the personal exemptions they added back um child tax credits and they really spent a lot of time to you know making sure that people with children uh were not negatively impacted by the law uh, and they went through several revisions at the at you know in in the final stages to make sure that that people uh, didn't you know feel negatively negatively impacted by it. So um, I would say that um, based on my experience, uh, their their refunds end up uh, being being fairly stable uh, overall. But uh, even in some instances, if they had other deductions like unreimbursed expenses or high state taxes. Um, then they still could have ended up being negatively impacted. So although most people did experience a tax decrease, we see some people um, that, uh, that really didn't get an opportunity to feel that tax decrease uh, 
the law particularly uh, targeted individuals in, in high-income states, so places like California and New York, um, where, you know, in around the country, the median income may be around $60,000. But if you're in one of these, uh, you know, high-cost-of-living states, you, know, you might need to make uh, or earn, you know, eighty to ninety thousand dollars a year just to to feel like you're you're surviving, right? Okay. Right. Um, and a lot of people in these uh, in these states end up with high state income taxes as well, and those used to be deductible uh, under under the old older tax laws, and now those tax deductions are limited for property and income taxes, uh, and in some instances, sales, sales taxes um, for local and state taxes there. So, uh, and in some very interesting ways, because uh, for a single taxpayer, uh, your, your, your tax is limited to $10,000, uh, your tax deduction is limited to 10000 but also uh, for people who are married filing jointly, uh, in many instances, you know, if you're there, if there's one person, you know, you get a certain deduction. If there are two, they'll double it, right? Antonio, um, can I stop you right there while we take a quick yeah, break? Sure. And we're going to be right back with more uh, from Antonio York, how to find creative financial solutions. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. And today we're talking with Antonio York and we're talking about creative financial solutions for small businesses in today's tax environment. So Antonio is sharing how he specializes in working with small businesses and helping them to tighten their leaks, save on taxes and provide financial guidance. So before we went on break, we were talking about some of the tax breaks as it related to married and some of the incomes if you're in high uh, states, withholding states, New York, California, where the income is higher. And we were talking about if you're single 
and what happens in terms of filing and your taxes. So, Antonia? What? Perfect. Yeah, and so I, I was mentioning that, um, interestingly, um, the tax deduction uh, is 10000 if you're single, but it's also 10000 if you're married. Uh, and so if you have dual incomes and your tax, your uh, state taxes are pretty high, uh, instead of getting credit for, you know, full credit for that like, like uh, we did in years past, you could end up um, feeling a little pinch in that area. Mm. And mm. so uh, a lot of people, you know, feel, you know, uh, slightly unfairly impacted uh, uh, in, in that regard when it comes to in high-income tax states. Also... Uh, because in areas like this, you know, the properties, the property values are also pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the L.A. area, a median property is almost $700,000. Uh, well, they limited the interest deduction as well for um, people with homes um, and, and, and mortgages uh, valued over $750,000. Uh, and they went down last, last year. That was a, a million. So, um, that has definitely also impacted uh, some individuals, uh, especially some of my clients as well, uh, in, in states like this where the properties are, the values are just so high anyway. You know, I had a very provocative thought that just came to my mind, and you may not be able to answer this, but the thing is, when we talk about these these states like uh, California, and there are others, but we had such natural disasters with fires, with flooding, uh, with a lot of things that happened, how, I wonder... Uh, if that impacted some of the businesses or on individuals in terms of ta- their taxes this year, or will that be for next year? Because yeah, it happened this year. Because we used to be able, this is one of the things along with unreimbursed expenses that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people worked, you know, or they paid for expenses outside of, uh, outside of their job, but towards their job. And they used to get deductions for that things mm-hmm. like uniforms and traveling for work. And they no longer get that. Uh, this is another one of the areas where people have always gotten, um, or generally, at least in recent times, uh, losses for casualty, uh, you know, uh, a deduction for casualty losses. This year, they pretty much limited it to federal disasters. So uh, things that were declared federal disasters, uh, people still can get deductions for, uh, you know, for some of uh, those those disasters that, that have happened. But, you know, it as long as it was declared as a federal disaster. And so, you know, we might see some people where, you know, there were, there were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of damage and, and people lost their, their homes as well in some of the fires down in California. Uh, but if it wasn't necessarily declared, you know, a federal disaster, then those, they're not going to be able to, to really take deductions on that. Wow. Wow. That's kind of sad to think. I just had that thought because, you know, we've had been plagued and not only here, but all over all over the uh, United States there have been so many natural disasters. And that's good information to know that unless it's declared a federal disaster, you might not be able to get uh, recoup your losses. So my, my yeah, other question. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, did I? Were you going to say something? I oh, didn't mean yeah. to. I was going to say that a lot of people don't understand as well that, you know, tax mm-hmm. law actually comes from from. Uh, your politicians. And so, you know, sometimes people feel, you know, unfairly impacted by it. But, you know, I always encourage people to reach out to their politicians, um, especially, especially their nationally elected politicians, and let them know about, you know, uh, you know, some of their 
some of their gripes or some of their ideas because you know that can actually make it into um, make it into the tax laws as well. So uh, you might you know if you have a, a, a flux of people who are in an area who are impacted by a disaster. Um, you know, uh, you know, having an influx of people calling their politicians about it uh, can, you know, uh, 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 impact the the type of declaration that it has as well. That's good to know. That's very. Thank you so very much for sharing that. What are some of the typical problems that small businesses face today, as it relates to helping them tighten up their leaks and save on taxes? Okay. Um, so one of the interesting things. Uh, as I mentioned previously, um, that businesses really did pretty well under under the tax law. Uh, your average person, you know, might have saved a, a couple of percentages uh, percentage points on, on on taxes, even whether they feel it or, or or felt it or not. And some people did experience tax increases, but your businesses they they pretty much came out and gave a, a twenty percent. Uh, qualified income, uh, business income deduction for, uh, for most business related activities. Um, you know, as long as your, your income, yeah, there are some limitations to that. You have to be within, uh, certain, certain industries, um, uh, or your income or that the deduction is slightly limited, uh, depending on if, whether your income goes over a certain amount. But, you know, your average small business owner will experience, uh, uh, some, some huge tax savings. Uh, from from the new laws. What would uh, be the well average? There are a couple what of would other, be the average income, Tony? We're talking about for for small businesses. That you so think? Generally, generally speaking, um, you know, a, a lot of America is is, a, is small business, right? So uh, we're we generally be talking about someone who's maybe earning you know fifty to eighty thousand dollars in their small business. Uh, okay. But then that that they'd be grossing that, and then they would you know have business deductions as well that qualify. A lot of small business owners uh, work out of their homes, and they can get a, a, a home office deduction. A lot of them get really really advantageous uh, vehicle uh, vehicle deductions as well. Um, uh-huh. uh, but generally speaking, this law can really help people uh, up to about one hundred and fifty seven thousand. Uh, 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 if you're earning up to $157,000. So, you know, the median income, like I mentioned, is about 60, between 60 and 70,000. So the average small business owner is really going to be able to take advantage of the tax law changes. Now, with a small business owner, would they be ones to hire? Uh, is it recommended that they hire a tax professional? You know, it, and it really depends because, uh, and the answer is generally yes. So I, overall, I'd say yes. Um, I get a lot of questions about that and I have a lot of clients who, you know, are, are small businesses and they, mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, ask a lot of questions year over year. Is this deductible? How does the tax laws affect this? You know, what's the most advantageous way to, to deduct this? Um, and so having someone there, you know, at your disposal for those types of questions year-round uh, is really, it really puts you in a better position than, you know, I had one client and they were new this year and they, they came about, uh, about, uh, about five weeks ago and they said, um, you know, great, you know, I, we, you know, we had some changes and uh, we, you know, started having more small business income. And, you know, I started asking questions about their income and their deductions. 
and, you know, I had to give them some bad news, and the news was, you know, you, you've been getting refunds, but you owe tax, and a lot of that is attributable to the fact that you've got, you know, a higher amount of, of self-employment income, and there were, there were no tax withholdings on that. And so uh, they're like, well, is there anything that, that we can do? And I'm like, well, it's 2019, <laughs> so <laughs> there's not a lot that you can do about 2018 uh, uh-huh. business deductions. Um, so in a lot of instances, it's really good uh, idea to hire a tax professional and, uh, and a bookkeeping professional uh, to help you out uh, who, you know, has uh, an understanding of, of tax laws as well. Because, for instance, you know, you may, you know, be able to go to Home Depot and, and buy some materials and do your own plumbing, but, you know, do you really want to do that or, or would you, you know, do you think the best outcome would be hiring, to hire a professional? So if you think of it that way, um, then, you know, that'll, you know, and some people are, are, are finance, you know, they, they have a small business. One of my mm-hmm. clients is a former CPA, but he got into the real estate business. So, okay, maybe that type of client isn't, you know, they don't need uh, to hire a professional, even though that particular client did uh, still hire me anyway. Um, but your average taxpayer is really going to, to you know, have an advantage by, by hiring someone. Okay. And then I'm assuming that you need to hire somebody with credentials. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's know, a given. <laughs> in in many instances, it's it's very advantageous to to hire someone um, who has a license over over someone who who may not have a license. And it also depends on on experience. A lot of people may not have licenses, uh, but they've worked at at CPA firms or, or they've been trained by people who do or who are licensed. Um, there's a lot to be said about you know about education, about reading a tax book, you know tax textbook from cover to cover. Uh, uh, that does give you some advantages or having credentials where they're testing that knowledge over and over again on a variety of tests. Um, but, uh, but overall, a lot of people, you know, one of the advantages is really that, you know, someone with credentials is, is going to want to protect their license. Uh, they're not going to, to be giving you, you know, bad advice. I had someone call yesterday and, uh, and say, uh, so my prior uh, tax professional had me under, you know, head of household. And I was like, you don't really qualify for that, that filing <laughs> status. <laughs> um, and, you know, we started going through the specifics and they're like, is what they did wrong? And I was like, based on what the facts that you're giving me, yes. And sometimes the IRS catches it and sometimes they don't. But when they do, you know, you can end up getting in a, into a lot of trouble. Uh, and even if your tax professional pushed you in a, in a certain direction, uh, the IRS is going to, you know, uh, make the taxpayer take responsibility for their tax situation. Um, and so that's, that's, you know, an area where, you know, do you want to be taking responsibility for someone else who's pushing you in the, in the direction where you're relying on them uh, to know better than you do, but they're, they're doing some things that, that may be unscrupulous. Well, I'm, thank you for that, too, because, you know, there, uh, there are people that kind of want to, you know, push the, what, the lines a little bit, you know, farther than they <laughs> should, and it could impact on a client. So I'm glad you mentioned that because um, it's risky uh, doing some right. things and, that are plainly illegal. And there are some things that are risky, but aggressive, but still allowable. 
Uh, and there are things that completely cross the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tax code is written in a lot of, with a lot of gray areas so that you, there's a lot of judgment that you have to, you know, to, to take. Um, and sometimes I may say to someone, okay, so this is the gray area. How far into the gray area do you want to go? Do you want to go 5%? Do you want to go 20% into the gray area? Um, but we don't want to go 30 or 50% past the gray area, right? And, and go into areas that are, that are, uh, that are completely uh, unallowable. So that's kind of what, what we're here to help, help people with. Now, I have a very curious question, too, Antonio. It's about all of the, the tax professionals, let's put it that way, that we talked about, and tax planning consultants. And uh, do you guys and gals get any kind of training? I mean, do, do you get anything from IRS, you know, where they sort of, you know, you have training into all of these, the, the various aspects, aspects, particularly with the new tax laws and all that you had to learn? You know, and the answer is yes, especially if you're a CPA in California, you need 40 hours of continuing education every year. Uh, enrolled agents uh, need around 24 hours of continuing education every year. That's very specific to, to tax. Uh, a lot of that can be used towards a CPA license, but CPAs uh, generally are also experts in other areas besides just taxation. There's you know auditing and accounting and, and other non-tax related accounting areas. Uh, so yes, we're we're required to to have that kind of education. Even in uh, California, a lot of your uh, credential tax preparers that that are licensed by the the California Tax Education Council uh, still uh-huh. uh, do have to maintain some type of continuing education. Uh, although you know it it may not necessarily it's not as high and and it may not cover businesses, for example. Uh, you know they're requiring education more towards uh, individual taxation. Uh, so, yes, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to the new tax law, the interesting thing that happened, quite honestly, is, you know, the tax laws came out last year. I took a ton of training about it, but the trainers di- didn't really fully understand it. Um, the IRS didn't fully understand it because, you know, Congress creates the laws and the IRS really kind of interprets and, and administers them. And so, you know, when you're reading tax code, you don't always, re- it's not always very clear in practical situations, um, you know, how to actually apply it. And so the IRS spent, you know, basically a year trying to figure that out and then gave us, you know, trickled guidance throughout the year. Uh, and so... Now we're through yeah. a tax season, and most of us have come out and said, okay, now we've seen, you know, these new tax laws in action with real clients on real tax returns, and now we still have some questions. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm in a tax group with the um, California, um, Southern California um, enrolled agent uh, group, and uh, we met with uh, an IRS agent uh, just uh, last week, I believe, you know, and we had, oh boy, did we have questions. Um, okay. And so, you, you know, we're going to continue getting more, uh, under uh, a better understanding of how these tax laws apply. And there's some real intricacies to them that a lot of us really haven't gotten some clarification on. But, you know, I trust that, you know, that will continue uh, to, to happen as, as we progress here. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break because we're going to come back. I want you to advise folks 
uh, if you can, what they can do this year to tighten up their leaks, if there are any, for small businesses mm-hmm. and other individuals. Okay. So stay tuned, okay. listeners. We're going to be right back. Thank you for listening. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and I'm talking with the great Antonio York, and we're talking about creative financial solutions for small businesses in today's tax environment. So before we went on break, we were talking about training. I had asked a question about do all of the certified and the IRS enroll certified public accountants and IRS enroll agents get training um, with these new tax laws that have come about, and of course, Antonio's answer was yes, they get extensive training, but it's still a trickle down, um, I think trickle down messages that are still coming as it relates to the ta- new tax laws. So Tony, uh, Tony, and Antonio, what would yes. you advise small businesses and individuals to do for 2019 to avoid paying taxes right. Twenty. How can we right. tighten up those leaks? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I definitely have some advice. So um, in first order, I'm going to mention individuals. So uh, a lot of individuals um, would find some benefit by, uh, by making some withholding changes to their W-4s to adjust, especially if they ended up owing and it was a surprise. Um, okay. Now, the interesting part about that is, you know, it can take a, a tax professional yeah, um, you know, I studied accounting and I wasn't always, I started an audit and then moved over into tax. So I remember the first part of my career before I'd really gotten in, into the nuts and bolts of taxation, uh, the first few years, you know, I was filling out a W-4 and I was like, what is this? You know, I'm an accountant and this is still not really that, uh, you know, <laughs> that easy to, to understand. You know, to fill out the basics, one, two, three exemptions is fine, but then there's an entire calculation sheet, you know, if you don't have... You know, if you want to make some specific withholding adjustments, it's fairly complicated. Um, and so, 
with the new withholding table, just not really withholding enough for, you know, a significant amount of tax uh, taxpayers, you know, that may be an area where, especially if you have a tax professional, uh, it, you know, you may want to rely on that tax professional to help you really, you know, figure out how uh, to, to generate a new W-4 form that you can mm-hmm. take into your employer and say, okay, this is how much more tax that I want withheld from every paycheck. Uh, so that I don't, at least I don't end up owing at the end of the year. Right. Uh, okay. A lot of people who did end up owing, they ended up, you know, having to write a check for more than a thousand dollars. You know, are are really prompted to make a <laughs> quarterly estimated tax payment. So that's individuals and you know small businesses as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's an area where you can you know make changes to the W-4 in lieu of paying estimated quarterly taxes, it's probably, a, a, you know, a good idea because, you know, would you, do you want to get the money and then have to pay it back or do you want to kind of just get enough so that you don't end up having to write, you know, write checks out of your pocket uh, to the IRS? I see. Uh, so that's one of the areas where, um, uh, you know, a solution to to the to the issue of you know, did you get a tax surprise? You know, at the end of the year. Okay. Uh, and then I want to move on into tax planning as well because, uh, like I mentioned before, a lot of the small businesses did get some advantages. Uh, they got a hundred percent bonus depreciation deduction, the uh, de minimis safe harbor rule, where you know it used to be people you know would need to depreciate things over several years. Uh, but now if it's, you know, if the amount is under $2,500 for you know, an individual item or individual invoice, they can just go ahead and expense it and write it off. That ends up being a huge advantage um, for, for a lot of businesses. But they still don't necessarily have any withholdings like, like you know, people with a job have. So they still end up paying quarterly, uh, quarterly estimated tax payments in order to, um, in order to cover that. Yes. So in some instances, people can, uh, you know, uh, work uh, with a tax professional to figure out what the best entity type is for them. Uh, maybe it's a good idea for them to move over into something like an S corporation and then pay themselves a salary. Um, and they would get some withholdings from that. Uh, generally, you know, there is some administration and other, and other items and uh, uh, work. Uh, extra work that's involved with that, but even your your you know basic self-employed individuals um, are getting a huge amount of tax benefits from the new laws. Uh, but there's still some tax planning that they need to do because you know you, they want to reduce the penalties and reduce end-of-year surprises. And in a lot of times, uh, a lot of instances, that income fluctuates. It fluctuates up and it fluctuates down. They might make right. one hundred fifty thousand dollars one year and make sixty thousand right. the next. Right. Um, and so that's where having a professional around who can assist with tax planning can, can help reduce a lot of those surprises. And, okay. and you know, if you made 60000 one year and made two hundred the next, that can, they're, they're, that can end up with a huge, uh, being a huge tax surprise. <laughs> well, I'd like to do that. Make sixty one year and one hundred and twenty the next. Okay, <laughs> that could be a nice income surprise. <laughs> right, right. I, I well, a lot, a lot of these are, these are a lot tips. of times, what happens is 
uh, people who are in the 60 range, you know, maybe they were at 100 in one year, and because, you know, they did a lot of work on a particular project, but they got paid late on it, and so their income went down in a specific year, and they ended up maybe going into debt. They, they maybe had employees they had to pay, and so when the income ended up going up, they ended up being, being behind. So the first part, you know, their income, of their income increase, they're catching up. Um, uh-huh. because they, they had actually fallen behind and they end up paying debt and then there's interest on it and maybe they fell behind on some of their payroll taxes. And so they, a lot of times those income increases uh, end up with, with a, a lot of surprises and, and, and tax surprises in a lot of different areas and not just, you know, not just at the end of the year, but it can, it can compound in some pretty negative ways as well. Well, I really want to thank you for this because out of all of what you said for uh, helping to sort of, you know, pull a plug on some of the leaks, but to tighten up things for 2019, uh, you've given advice for the individuals uh, who are filing tax uh, forms and then for small businesses. And out of all of this that you said, uh, Antonio, it appears that one really needs to work with the tax professional and do tax planning as early as possible so that if all, you don't end up with surprises, you don't end up with uh, penalties that you could have avoided. So I really want to thank you for sharing that, and you've given it in such detail. I think a layperson can pretty well understand. So I just (laughs) wanted to congratulate you for, for doing your part today. And I just want to thank you for appearing on the show and sharing your expertise with my listeners. And I want to just give a big plug out for Mr. Antonio York with York Integrated Financial Solutions so that if any of you want to use uh, Antonio in the future, that you can get a hold of him with an email. He does have a website, www.yorkkifs.com. It's York. Mm-hmm. K, it's York, so you, I-F-S York. dot yeah. com. York is my last name. Uh, York is the last Ingrid, name. F is in French, S is in Sam. And he has an dot email, com. and I'll give you his email address. It's yes. Antonio at York, I-F-S dot com. This man, I'm going to be talking to him, and let me tell you, before <laughs> next year, <laughs> before the end of the year, I don't want any surprises. And so, listeners, I just really want to thank you uh, for tuning in uh, the show today. Tony, I just have one last question uh, yes. that I wanted to ask you, because you've built your business one client at a time, and you've done a great job. Uh, what do you think, what helps you find fulfillment, maybe in a couple of words, in helping individuals and small businesses with their tax challenges? Wow. Wow, what a profound question. Um, I really, really do enjoy... um, First, I have to say, I do like working with clients who actually understand the value that I bring to the table. Because sometimes I say to people, I've saved you $20,000 in taxes, and they're like, oh, meh. I'm like, how can you mad that? So um, I get joy when I'm working with a client who really understands uh, the value that I'm bringing to the table, the fact that I'm I'm there for them, uh, that I can you know answer you know answer their their challenging questions, um, uh, but you know and and that I appreciate them 
uh, and that they appreciate me as well. So that there ends up being a mutual uh, relationship of appreciation uh, where, you know, I appreciate them as a client and they, they appreciate me as a tax professional as well. Uh, that gives me a lot of fulfillment. Uh, and then, you know, sometimes we have some clients who, like I said, you know, you might be able to save them a lot of money and they don't appreciate it. And then, I don't feel as as much joy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, appreciation does it every time, and everyone wants appreciation and encouragement. And I want to say that I've appreciated you being on the show today and really getting into some very detailed and valuable information. So to my listeners out there, I want you to remember to tune in each week as I will have more interesting guests on the show because we are a show on the move to help you gain more success personally, professionally, financially, and spiritually. So until next week, this is Dr. B, and you can email me at info at transformationforsuccess.com as I'd love your feedback on the shows and any suggestions or ideas you may have. You can also tune in to my television channel, Transformation Success on the Voice America platform, where we have exciting industry leaders where you can see them from all professions who share their valuable information. So my international guest, you can Skype me at Dr. Period Barbara Young. Again, Skype me at Dr. Period Barbara Young. And until next week, I want to say have a very blessed week and Antonio Thank you so much again, and I hope you have a very blessed week. And this is Easter coming up. Happy Easter to all of you out there. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Same time. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.